Today is Wednesday, January 10th. The title for our devotional is Elected in the Trinity. Remember this week, we are beginning our campaign, Resilient Christianity, and we're just going through the introduction of 1 Peter 1, 1 through 2. It says, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to God's elect, exiles scattered throughout the provinces of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through the sanctifying work of the Spirit, to be obedient to Jesus Christ and sprinkled with his blood. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. We left off yesterday talking about the recipients of Peter's first letter, them being the elect exiles of the dispersion. Remember, exile is a little strong. The word means more of a temporary resident or sojourn. His audience is feeling the tension of dual citizenship. In their physical, socio-historical location, they are foreigners, unwanted and persecuted. Yet, they are chosen by God. It is even because of this election by God that they are now being persecuted which prompts him to write this letter. This reference to being elected by God would cue his readers to Israel's election. God chose Abraham and his descendants to be his people and enter into covenant relationship with them. This is the first clue, but Peter will emphasize this point again and again throughout the letter. These Christians are the new chosen people of God. He applies a lot of Old Testament language to these churches, which, remember, is a mix of formerly Jewish and Gentile Christians. Peter here further explains their election with three clauses at the end of verse 2. First is, they're chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father. Believer's status as citizens in the kingdom of God is not solely a matter of them wanting to be a part of this cool new group and making it happen. It's also not solely a matter of God seeing something in them at some prior time that would make them a valuable member of his team or even just a flippant choice by God. No, he just chose them according to his plan from the beginning, that this was God's plan to always choose them. Christians are Christians because God has taken the initiative. Remember, he is writing to encourage and exhort a group of persecuted Christians. This is a great comfort to know that they have been chosen by God. It would be tempting for them to think as they're being persecuted that this is a punishment of God, especially if they're coming from their Old Testament background, when exile often meant God's punishment. But here, Peter is emphasizing a different point, that it is because of their election and chosenness by God that they are now being persecuted and even exiled. And this God who has chosen them, he is their father. Far from the despotic lordship of Caesar and their local magistrates, God has redeemed them into his family as their loving father. Secondly, They were chosen through the sanctification of the Spirit. The election of God's people is done through the instrument of the Spirit. The Spirit sets the believer apart for devotion to God. Like a priest to serve in the temple or an instrument to be used in the temple, the believers are consecrated or set apart for special purposes by the Holy Spirit. Again, the emphasis is on God's initiative in saving his people. The believer's faith in the gospel is evidence of the Spirit's sanctifying work in choosing them. Karen Jobes writes on this, It is the Spirit who first stirs in the heart a reaching towards God, quickens one's understanding of the gospel, convicts of sin, reassures of pardon, and transforms the character by his fruit of virtues. Again, Peter is writing to a group of people who have been exiled and are being persecuted and they're likely wondering if God is punishing them. This would be a great comfort for them to know that they have been set apart by the Holy Spirit of God, whom they still experience daily. 
Thirdly, for obedience to Jesus Christ and for sprinkling with his blood. The purpose of this election that Peter mentions here is for obedience to Jesus and sprinkling with his blood. It seems best to pay, take both of these ideas, obedience and sprinkling, as a reference to the same thing. This is likely a reference to Exodus 24, 3-8, in which the Hebrews confirm their covenant with God by promising to obey everything God has said in the law. Moses then sprinkles the people with the blood of a sacrifice as a confirmation of their covenant. So the idea is likely that believers have entered into a new covenant with God. But unlike the last covenant, this covenant was ratified by the blood of Jesus, and our obedience is rooted in the sanctifying work of the Spirit, which Peter has just mentioned. This new covenant is vastly upgraded. It's way better, right? It fulfills the promise of Ezekiel 36, in which God promises to give his people a new heart and cause them to walk in all of his statutes. So in all, the believer's election to the people of God is a Trinitarian work. The Father has chosen his people whom he has foreknown. Spirit stirs the heart to desire God and reveals the truth of the gospel. We enter into a new covenant with God that is based on obedience to the commands of Jesus and ratified by his blood. As an additional note, side note, I um, don't want to dive too deeply into this, but for the devotional, we will, uh, whenever we talk about election and God's foreknowledge and stuff, it brings up questions about free will um, and determinism. And on the free will side is the Arminian conversation, the Arminians, and on the determinism side is more categorized as the Calvinist position. Uh, both of them would affirm this statement, right? Arminians in that God gave his provenient grace for all people to then freely accept him. Calvinists in that God gave his provenient grace only to the elect. Uh, both interpretations are okay, but in my personal opinion, the Arminian interpretation loses most, if not all, of the force of what Peter is trying to say here, so I think the Calvinist interpretation is best. Uh, for additional content, I've linked you to the Gospel Coalition courses on 1 Peter. You can do a little bit of a deeper dive into the structure of 1 Peter, the background of it, and all the context of it at that page. For reflection time today, reflect on the comfort of the glorious truth in the Gospel that we are chosen by God to be in covenant relationship with the Godhead. This covenant is ratified in the blood of Christ and it brings us into obedience to Christ. It is originated in the choice of the Father and the effective work of the Holy Spirit in setting us apart for God. So if it was originated in God like this, then we are secure in our salvation 